1: Haere Mike or Hannah toko away, and you're listening to That's The Ticket. It's great to be back with uh, episode 99 today, actually. I was off sick with the flu last week, uh, so thank you to my loyal followers for understanding why I couldn't uh, do a new episode last week, and for sending me uh, get well wishes. Uh, it was very lovely, actually. Um, and I'd like to take this moment to uh, plug the importance of staying home when you're sick, And uh, COVID testing, if you've got symptoms, it's a great way to keep you, your friends and colleagues slash castmates safe and uh, being able to keep doing cool, creative things. And uh, on that note, I'm very pleased to welcome local playwright Melanie Allison onto the show today to talk about uh, the very exciting things she's got coming up. Kia ora, Melanie
2: hi it still sounds kind of weird to hear a playwright next to my name I'm like I must not be I
1: mean like I feel like in the past because I've had you on the show a couple times and usually it's been talking about plays that you've written but I feel like in the past I don't know if I've dropped playwright or if I've just gone local creative because that's a favorite of mine
2: <laughs> yeah I'm not sure but it still sounds weird you know that imposter syndrome still slips in even if you've written like 10 20 30 plays
1: Yeah, I mean I would say this is the third time. Second time. At least the second time I've had you on talking about stuff you've written. So like stop like we all good, bro. But um yeah, I mean I guess you do kind of come under local creative though, because you've kind of done a bit of everything at the rate you're going.
2: Like Yeah, yeah. I've done yeah, all sorts. Like I've done graphic design, I've done some acting, you know. I've Definitely dip my toe in lots of parts of the Hamilton theatre scene. Yeah,
1: although I'm I'm gonna be bold and say that uh, the old uh, writing seems to have stuck a wee bit, though, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've wanted to be a writer since I was like ten years old. You know, like I, I've been writing stuff forever, and i just found like the 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 thing that I really like, which is playwriting. So. That sort of, you know, they say they always find your niche and I, I think I found mine. I'm like, I, I'm I'm really obsessed with writing dialogue and may break into screenwriting in the future. We'll see.
1: <laughs> okay. um, well, if you want to start writing my dialogue for That's the Ticket, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, I'll pay you an experience dollars. No, I'm kidding. Because you're well and truly past experience dollars because I, I don't even know where to start with this because like... Just to give listeners some background I've been talking to Melanie the last few days and every time we talk she's got like a massive development and a kind of like creative career and I'm just like I, I've just been like I can't wait to talk to you because there's, there's so much kind of exciting stuff happening. Um, and I mm. guess it all stems from nowhere baby right
2: yeah yeah so I'm I'm bringing that one up um in four auditions at the end of the month which is really exciting because my first audition slot's already completely booked and I didn't expect that to sort of turnout, so that's one a big exciting part of it so this script is like one I've been writing for two or three years um but only in the last like six to eight months I actually started like pushing it and developing it so it's big thanks to um Cassandra at Red Scare Theatre Company in Wellington for recognizing that she thought my work had potential and um she really pushed me to like think of my work in like a different context and and to really consider things I'd never really thought about and so I did that process um a few months ago with Cassandra in Wellington and that was a really really cool development process where I took the script to new places and it was really exciting anyway um now that I've actually done that (laughs) is um, I'm I'm self-producing it um well next year hopefully um I'm still waiting on the actual dates from the meteor and stuff but auditions at the end of this month um and, and then I'm producing it but it's being delayed to next year because it's going professional which is really exciting I was waiting to drop that one I was leading up for it I was like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> get just all just the important like, stuff off
1: I'm just like, <laughs> girl, being like is she gonna say it is she gonna say it <laughs> oh how exciting like how are you i mean obviously i'm really stoked that you're like sitting here and calmly talking to me about these things but like because you've only you've not long found out that um this work has been picked up professionally and so i'm just like how are you not just like freaking out with excitement right now
2: i was like when on the day you know like i was in the middle of my shift and i saw the email come up and i looked at the subject line i was like oh what's that and then i read it and then i had to go back to work because my 15 minute break was over but then I was on calls at two degrees and I kept getting distracted because I was thinking about this new thing and I was like, ah, oh, I'm too excited to work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I hope your employers are listening. Um, no, <laughs> but <okay. laughs> oh, I <I'm> hope
1: um, not. <laughs> Nowhere, baby, your latest play has been picked up to be staged professionally. And yeah, yeah. Can, am I allowed to ask like by whom and where and when or is that still like on the DL?
2: The where and when I might not go into, but because I just I think that might still be on the confirms, but I've not been explicitly told not to say who's picked it up professionally, so okay. I guess that I can say. Um, so <laughs> it's a uh, Auckland Theatre Company um, picked it up for a development season later this year. More details to come because um, it's obviously still very much in its early stages and I'm still signing the paperwork and you know doing all the admin. But yeah, it's it's been picked up by Open Theatre Company, which is really exciting. Um, because it's only my like what third script or something that I've written. It's so
1: exciting. Like um because obviously this isn't a visual medium. But like as Melanie has been talking, I've just been like shaking my head in like a supportive like disbelief, oh my God, way, the entire time. Um, But that's so exciting and like yeah i just how did you even get to this point like was there somewhere you just submitted it or did they find you like
2: how does it work well i mean for the past three years i've been aggressively submitting to play markets before 25 competition i made an express promise to myself i was like i'm gonna submit every year until i turn 25 so i've been doing that for the past few years and then as a result of being shortlisted for play markets before 25 They send out your work to potential producers because it's like it's new work by young creatives. They try and circulate it in the New Zealand theatre scene a bit. So they sent it out to um, obviously to Auckland Theatre Company and Auckland Theatre Company were like, yeah, could do. (laughs) That's where I am now.
1: Oh, my God. Just I feel like you just answered that question in the most like Kiwi way. Uh, You're just like, I've just been submitting this thing. And they're like, yeah, could do it. Sweet. And then here we are.
2: No, I think it's sounds far, far uh, less of a big deal than
1: it is. I mean, I feel like be- between the two of us, we're we're hyping up the big deal. But, like, you know, I do just want to say, like, well bloody done and congratulations, mate, because, like, it's quite a solid achievement, especially before the age of 25. Um, yeah. And, yeah, as you were saying, it's only, like, your third play. <laughs>
2: yeah and it's only my second one that's gonna be actually staged. I've only ever had one play on this stage before, even though I've like written lots of them, lots of them are in development hell, all that sort of thing. Only one of them's actually had a season before, so this will be my second play season,
1: yeah, and so that that first one when I had you on that circuit last time, my incredibly important life right
2: hmm.
1: yep, and that one was also shortlisted for um the play market before twenty five yes, yeah, that was my
2: first one yeah. Oh, how good. And so I've been showing for three years in a row for the same award, but I've not won it yet. So I'm going to keep pushing in hopes that I'll get it before I'm 25. Yeah, I'm like, how many how many years you got left, bro? Two, two more chances.
1: Okay. Uh, hey, well, uh, it sounds like you're well on your way. Surely, you know, if um, ATC are picking up one of your shows, surely that means you got a winner in you somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I like to think, at least. And um, so when, like, you mentioned how um, this new play, Nowhere Baby, it was developed uh, with Red Scare. How how did that, um,
2: like, did they find you for that? <clears throat> Good question. They made a Facebook post um, on their page saying, hey, we're looking for new plays for our 2023 season, I think. And I said, well, here's a script they wrote. And they were like this is not quite good enough for a full professional season, but it is good and we want to help you develop it. So they picked up my one among like, it was two other scripts. um, They also picked up and we did like a workshop over a whole weekend. We had like professional actors there. Um, I say professional because they were paid. I I think that's how it works. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, it it went really well. And yeah, that was basically that. So Cassandra kind of offered it to me instead of, season because i think at that point in time my work was it was still sort of getting there you know it wasn't 100 percent yet and cassandra helped me get it to closer to the finish line
1: oh how good and um they'll be bloody place um you know hearing about <laughs> where-
2: know yet. they don't know you told me first yeah I, I haven't been in touch with cassandra about it yet she's super busy at the moment and i didn't want to like bother her while well, she's in the middle of a season so i might let her know um later on
1: Okay, everyone listening right now, you shh. you just gotta you got you gotta keep the secret. Um so that Melanie can tell um her red Scare mates. Um but <laughs> I'm quite keen to like ask you more about um the play itself. But I, I feel like it, it it'll be good if we break for a cheeky um song before we deep dive into that. And especially cause Melanie was an absolute G and like bought like a track for me to play on the show which i really vibe because it means it's less mahi for me because i don't have to like think of songs and um yeah the song is called i am the resurrection by the stone roses and i want to ask you
2: why this song melanie the song um is in the first 30 seconds of nowhere baby it's playing as they pull up to the batch and they open up the car and you hear a few lyrics of the song. It's quite important thematically to my writing process music. So this was one of my big songs that inspired the play.
1: Oh, that's, that's the best answer. I, well, no, not, I can't say the best answer I've ever <laughs> had, but mate, you are ready. That's great. And I love how it fits with the play. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it a hoon and uh, we'll be back. Here is I'm the resurrection by the stone roses. <laughs> Bit of a bop, Melanie. Bit of a bop. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at that song. Um, welcome back to That's the Ticket with uh, me, Hannah Mooney, and uh, today's special guest, uh, Melanie Allison, uh, award-winning playwright, award shortlisted playwright.
2: <laughs> yeah, award nominated. I, I like to say people get confused and they say award-winning, and I'm like, no, award nominated. <laughs> yeah, but I
1: feel like everyone in Hamilton is right now is going to be like, she's a winner to us how wholesome i mean you know i, I i'm gonna stand by that especially because it's like you know you're on that's the ticket now and when you are a winner i'm just gonna constantly reference how you came on my radio show more than one time <laughs> um that's my kind of claim to fame by association really but uh <laughs> we've just been um having a yarn about um Nowhere, baby. Uh, Melanie's latest play, which has not only been shortlisted for um, PlayMarket's playwrights before 25, um, developed by Red Scare Theatre Company and now picked up for a professional season by uh, ATC. So, you know, been a little bit busy, eh, mate?
2: Yeah, it's gone through quite a lot. And it's still coming to the meteor in 2023 too. Yet to confirm the exact dates, but that's going to be like the the full season you know because obviously the Auckland one's like a development season so I hope to get like a a solid season in Hamilton and make it really exciting get everything that I've wanted for the vision of it you know
1: I mean I feel like people in Hamilton are going to be excited because it's kind of that that triumphant return home Uh, yeah (laughs) And I I feel like your last work did quite well. Well, I know there were um, some pretty positive reviews and I enjoyed the show, which is the most important thing, my opinion. Um... (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, back to the play, though. Nowhere, baby. Um, I feel like it's appropriate for me to ask you a bit about the play. Um, You know, tell me what's what. I feel like you're the best person for the job
2: i'm always uh i always struggle with people like what's the play about and like it's like <laughs> and i just i don't i never know the <clears throat> sorry the exact words but i i will sort of uh do my best so nowhere baby is uh about it's sort of a coming of age play um about three young people kind of post high school in that kind of i think we all know that like existential dread phase where you're like what do i do with my life like right after you Move out of that space. Anyway, they're in that sort of space and they're thinking about like leaving their small town in New Zealand, but they're obviously they've got a bit quite a lot going on. So they sort of um, decide quite recklessly to go to their parents' batch on the eve of a massive hurricane on the coast of New Zealand um, because they decide that it would be quite thrilling to actually see it um, and they're quite sick of their small town life. So they go there. So most of the players sit at the batch during the hurricane. So the big part of the play is that the hurricane is almost like a character within the script. Mm. So they talk to the hurricane at times. It's it's like a uh, kind of a spiritual thing, almost like the hurricane almost responds to them. And um, <clears throat> it's quite about like uh, faith and about like finding yourself. Um, and I, I like to say that it's um, also what's the word, the main character is a lesbian. So it's important to me that I've written that story as well. Um, and it's really close to my own experiences of, um, sexuality and like how I was treated as a teenager in New Zealand um being I mean at the time I obviously thought I was a bisexual woman but long different now but yeah that was my quite quite uh important experiences that I put to the page um through the character of Jackie who's the main character and she comes to terms with her sexuality throughout the script and it's um it's really sweet and uh everyone should see it
1: (laughs) I mean you've you've got me sold um it's it's great firstly i was i was just about to say you know to be talking about this in pride month and then i just realized it's july but also every month pride month for me but i feel like it's really um lovely to have a coming of age story that kind of touches on um you know people coming to terms with their sexual- sexuality and stuff because i feel like it's in it's a very important thing um, to kind of be covered in entertainment and especially on stage because obviously you know we're, we're shifting in the world but I think it's really important that um, you know people from the queer community stories are told and that people see themselves mm-hmm. rep- represented on stage
3: mm.
2: yeah no you're you're absolutely right there and that's part of my intention like I remember growing up being 16 to 17 still figuring myself out and I felt like you feel alone, like you don't feel like you see yourself in the media and the, the movies and stuff. You always see the, you know, the heterosexual relationships and the the white weddings and that sort of thing. And so, I think as a writer, it's like really important to me to to make people feel feel heard, I guess, and, and feel seen. Um, and so that's part of it.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how your auditions go as well, because as you've already mentioned, they're coming up at the end of this month. And um, yeah, I I feel like uh, that, that role uh, that you mentioned, Jackie, is potentially going to be um, a bit of a challenge
2: to find, possibly? Potentially. I've got like, I mean, just between you, I mean, it's not just between you and me, obviously, but I have uh, about uh, 10 people going for the role of Jackie at the moment. Already? Which is a lot. Yeah, I've got a lot of interest. And from members of the like, queer community from people who aren't even in Hamilton from people who are experienced in the Hamilton theater scene so that's the way I want to go with it it's just that like for me the most important thing is acting and then the most important thing is that you know the role you're performing so that's really all my criteria is like you, you could have any gender identity or sexuality or anything you want to perform the role uh, just as long as you're like aware of what you are performing and its importance I guess
1: that is how we do that um I was gonna do like the that is how and I'm like I need to stop clapping on radio no it's become a bit of a gag on that's the ticket and I'm like this isn't a gag time this is a I agree with Melanie time it (laughs) like it's on theme though you know to the clapping on that's the ticket you know yeah we yeah we do clap a lot um (laughs) but no okay so uh you've got your auditions coming up uh you've you've already got quite a few people signed up i think you mentioned that that one of your sessions was already fully booked or something
2: like that yeah my morning sessions already fully booked and my like evening sessions like 50% capacity so we'll see how close it gets to full capacity by the time the auditions actually come around
1: i mean i hope you i hope you get there but then it's kind of a double edged sword because you know if you get to full capacity that you're definitely going to have to say no to to like yeah, to people, yeah. which is always the hard part And I'm just on those auditions, a specific date and time?
2: 23rd of July. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a Saturday, there's a 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. slot, and then there's a 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. slot. So I sort of wanted to allow for the afternoon slot, just in case anybody, like, had shifts on Saturday or something.
1: Oh, yeah. So that's what it was. And um, I believe to book an audition,
2: you just email Melanie, right? Yeah, you just hit me up and say what role you want and which session you want to go for because it's a group audition. So, you know, it's not like you have to prepare a monologue or memorize any lines or anything like that. You just turn up with comfy clothes and I tell you what to do for three hours. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like the dream.
1: That's kind of like that's the ticket, except usually I'm telling other people what to do and just talking about myself. So it's, you know, same but different. And um, location for those
2: auditions? Oh, the meteor. Um, So it's in the upstairs rehearsal room and you sneak it through the back door. But, you know, if you audition, I'll give you very specific instructions on how to get inside.
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, Love that. And um, to those of you listening right now who are keen to audition, um, there is a Facebook event and I will be linking information um, with the podcast of this episode. So just like that's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page. And um, we'll get you there. Now I'm part of it, Melanie. I'm part of it. <laughs> um, but no, I just I've got a couple more things I'd I'd like to ask you before I let you go. Just because you know, I feel like we're having a good chat, and there's more I need to know about you. I think um, well, want to know about you and um, this exciting new play. So you mentioned that it had been in, like, you'd been working on it for a few years. So does that mean that while um, your last play, My Incredibly Important Life, was, like, a thing, that Nowhere Baby was, like, sizzling away somewhere?
2: Yeah, it was also a thing. Like, if you know me, um, anybody who's, like, super close to my writing processes would know I've got, like, four plays on the go at any given time. And it's just about a matter of, like, how I'm feeling about which one takes priority. So back when I was writing my incredibly important life, I had a version of Nowhere Baby. It was called The Thunder said back then. It was a very different play, um, very much more like high concept and low impact, I guess. So it was a lot of a lot of colour and and not a lot of uh, heart. So I brought the heart on the on the third or fourth draft in. Okay. That sort of
1: Gave it a bit of a heart transplant. Um, And so does that mean you're probably already currently working on something else then?
2: Yeah, currently I'm working on my next script, uh, currently untitled and also super classified because it probably won't release for another year or two. Um, But I'm working on a sci-fi piece um, about sort of like people in prison, I guess, in a sci-fi world. It's it's very in its early stages of development. And, you know, if I talk about it, I'll just sound like I'm really – saying random words because it all makes sense to me but it's hard to make sense to others you know oh uh, I mean I'm sure once it's um
1: you know uh finished and nominated for several awards we can we can revisit it um if uh history has taught us anything okay jinkies you do like to keep busy don't you mate
2: <laughs> I write a lot like, yeah I- I- you guys have seen what like two or three of my plays come to the actual public spotlight. But like, in reality, I have like six or seven, but some of them are like the, he who must not be named plays, you know, the plays that I've like chucked into a folder and never to look at again. You know, I've got at least two or three of those. Junkies. And, um,
1: you know, I'm going to ask you another question about your creative process. You mentioned uh, earlier on um, in your interview today that music is a large part of your creative process. Is that in the sense that, like, you're always listening to music when you're writing or do certain songs influence what you write, if that makes sense?
2: I, I suppose it's a bit of both. But, like, for me, I, when I'm getting a new idea and a new character coming to mind, I find a song that I think is, is them. And then when I find it, I always know exactly which song it is. And then when I'm writing their scenes, I'll be listening to that song. And if another song plays, it will completely ruin the five and throw me off my whole monologue. I'll be like, no, skip it back and play the other song again. So it's like, it's really important. Um, It helps me, I guess, embody the characters a little bit. So like when I'm listening to the music, it helps me get into like the character's head. I'm like, this is what the character would sound like right now. And I'm listening to like, I don't know, Pink Floyd or something. And I just decide that that's the character's internal monologue. And it really makes a difference when I'm like fleshing them out. Not certain why, but it always has. Okay. I mean that's quite interesting. I'd be interested
1: to see if kind of other writers can relate to you know what you've just said. I mean I can't personally because I do not write. I just talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's yeah it's it's quite cool to hear that that one song can kind of influence one person or one character. You know, and I'm now my next question is going to be have you ever thought about using Fleetwood Mac?
2: And I think you should, because they're my favourite band. I had Fleetwood Mac in my last play. It showed up for like 30 seconds. Um, Yes. And that was great. I really enjoyed it when it did show up, because one of my cast actually brought it. She was like, this song is like, pretty speaks to my character. And I was like, this is what I like to hear. I love when the characters are like, this is what I know my character sounds like. And I was like, awesome. So she brought Fleetwood Mac in. But yeah, generally, I guess the issue with Fleetwood Mac is that it's really hard to license. So <laughs> if I do chuck it in the script, it'll cost a lot of copyright. I just, I just feel like the Rumors
1: album is like there, but also mm-hmm. very biased, loves Fleetwood Mac and um, not really in a position to make suggestions to you because it's quite clear that you have a good process that works because you're nominated. Uh, Your plays have been nominated a few times. Oh, man. Um, But, uh, you know, just circling back to you mentioned how you're wanting to stage uh, Nowhere Baby uh, at the meter in 2023, and we've talked about how you've got auditions coming up and how you're producing the work yourself. Are you also directing the work or are you going to get someone else in for that?
2: So that depends on um, hugely on what sort of budget I get. So obviously I'm going to apply to like a creative community scheme, which is often how we get funding for plays. Um, so yeah, I'm going to apply for that. And like, if I get like my desired budget, I'd probably hire a director to do it. Cause I do, I've always liked the idea as a writer of like passing on my child to somebody else to raise, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, you can have it. And I'll come back and look at it when it's done. I always thought that was really exciting. Like i love to see what other creatives Make of my creations, you know, I'm not like that writer that's like protecting my piece of writing like it's like the holy grail or something, and not gonna let anybody like do anything with it. Like, I I love the idea of another creative taking it and making like a new vision out of it, and I think that's what, like for me, what creativity is all about. It's about like sharing and other people joining in, and I- yeah, I think it's really cool when people do that. Okay. Oh, well, Definitely
1: exciting times ahead. Um, and I'm looking forward to joining you on the ride again, making myself part of it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're nearing the end of, uh, today's episode of that's the ticket. So I think I'm going to let, um, Melanie go so I can do some more talking, um, you know, cause we haven't heard enough, but, um, thanks so much for um, giving me your time today, Melanie. I've really appreciated, um, the chat and to kind of be talking to you so um close to the beginning of what is said to be a really exciting journey
2: I really do hope so you know I'm (laughs) gonna keep working at it and hopefully we'll meet back in a couple of years and I'll have heaps more exciting news to share
1: oh great so you've said on that's the ticket so it's got to um happen um and I'm just gonna play you out uh with another track a track of my choosing that i just feel is a bit of a vibe um it's called wine song uh, by nicola mine because love a bit of wine with nicola mine um but cheers melanie you're always running through
4: my i
1: Song by Nicole Amine. Uh, another bop. We've had a few today on uh that. The ticket. Uh, you're listening to Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Uh, it's just me, your host Hannah Mooney, uh, here left. Uh, thanks to the wonderful Melanie Ellison for joining me on the show today. It was really great to just kind of have a korero with you today, Melanie, and um I'm so glad that you could join me today. Really uh, looking forward to see, you know, how the next phase of her uh, creative journey goes. And I'm sure she'll be back on the show to tell me all about it. And uh, now on to equally exciting things. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I was unable to um, record a new episode of That's the Ticket last week because I was uh, feeling under the weather. I had the flu And uh, my voice wasn't um, up to it, really. And it was kind of bad timing, not just because I couldn't do a new episode, but because last week was actually um, Uncle Rick of Rick's Picks fame. Um, It was his birthday last week and uh, a rather significant birthday as well. And I would have loved to, um, you know, show him some love on the show last week, but couldn't happen and so now I'm just doing it this because better late than uh better late than never. And so I put out the call uh on the that's the ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page last week on Uncle Rick's a- actual birthday and I, I was like, Kilda guys, um today's actually Uncle Rick's birthday and I would like to get some messages Um, to share on the show this week because you know he's a bit of a name in the community from from this show everyone uh, when I see them is like what's this week's Rick's pick how's Uncle Rick you know that sort of stuff and yeah I put the call out said it was his birthday and uh, was very pleased to receive quite a few comments on the Facebook page wishing Uncle Rick a happy birthday so I just wanted to read some um, on the show today so in no particular order uh, friend of the show and of me, Nick Borcher, said, Happy birthday, O Mooniest of Ricks. Your music selection is impeccable. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Nick. Avon um, from Right On For The Arts, my first ever guest on That's The Ticket, actually, uh, said, Happy birthday, Uncle Rick. Love your selections. A bit of a recurring theme here with people loving Uncle Rick's selections. Um, I mean, I like them too. I play as picks every week, so I must vibe them. And then, um, just, I'll read one more, uh, Leslie Wilson, uh, said, happy birthday, Uncle Rick, have a wonderful day, so thank you to everyone for the, um, birthday wishes for Uncle Rick, um, I know, well, I, I hope, I'm sure he will be, uh, loving, um, the nice messages and be very happy to receive them. Um, I'm just going to tack myself uh, there on the end and say happy birthday to you too, Uncle Rick. I was uh, lucky enough to celebrate the part of the day with you last week and um, I hope you had a good one. And, you know, just to kind of end this segment of That's the Ticker, it really does feel fitting to um play a Rick's pick for this week. And I've gone for um I've gone for an Elvis track just because I feel like Elvis is a bit in vogue lately with the um the new Alvis film that's come out. I haven't actually seen it yet, but I have been listening to some Alvis Presley. So I've picked um this week's Rick's pick. Uh, come On Everybody by Elvis, uh, because I think uh, really everybody should come on and wish Uncle Rick a happy birthday. So uh, enjoy Uncle Rick, this one's for you mate.
0: Come on everybody and snap your fingers now. Come on everybody and clap your hands real loud. Come on everybody take a I love my baby, I love my baby, baby. hey, 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 and my baby loves me. me. Come on everybody and whistle this tune right now. Come on everybody and stomp your feet. I was born to Rockwell. Come on everybody and turn your head to the left. Come on everybody and turn your head to the right. And I was born the wrong way Come on everybody and I turn your head to the left Come on everybody and I turn your head to the right
1: was this week's rick's pick come on everybody by uh alvis presley i believe there's also a um rather popular cover of that song by eddie cochran as well uh correct me if i'm wrong uncle rick i'm looking at you because you'll probably know because you know everything about rick's picks at least well most things But uh, thanks for joining me today, everyone, as we're nearing the end of um, this week's episode of That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney, episode 99. I feel like I'm going to have to plan something big for the 100th, but then I also feel like I go into every episode uh, treating it like it is my 100th, because honestly, I'm just so stoked to be here and to be bringing some kind of cool creative arts chat uh, to Free FM every Tuesday. So, you know, still riding that uh, two-year anniversary high, we can tell. Getting a bit sentimental in my old age. But um, naturally, it wouldn't be that the ticket uh, if I didn't plug some upcoming events. So, in no particular order, um, Nowhere Baby by Melanie Ellison has auditions for its 2023 season at The Meteor. Um, on the 23rd of July, those auditions are taking place at the Meteor Theatre in their upstairs rehearsal room, and, uh, there's a morning session and an afternoon session, and as Melanie said, one of those sessions is, like, already fully booked, so, um, head over to the Facebook event for the auditions, you can email Melanie, book a slot, and, um, you'll be away. As I said earlier in the show, I will put, um, the link to the event and stuff, up with the podcast of this episode on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page. Uh, Same goes for the rest of the events that I'm about to kind of promo now. Um, Might as well keep on with stuff happening at the Meteor. Uh, Capital Theatre NZ Tour 2022. It is a music gig that is running at the Meteor this Friday, 15th of July at 7.30pm. Tickets are available now at themeteor.co.nz and it is being uh, presented by The Rock. So uh, that'll give you a clue on the genre of music um, that uh, the gig is going to be. Over at Clarence Street, uh, Shrek the Musical is running uh, 19th to 23rd of July, just in time for the school holidays, actually. Um, There are 10.30am and 2pm shows daily Plus uh there's a cheeky six pm show on the twenty second of July. Tickets are available now on Ticketech. Over at Riverley Theatre, they have Sherlock Holmes and the Baker Street Irregulars running right now until the sixteenth of July. Um so if you haven't got along to it yet, um you've only got a few days left. I believe it is um family friendly so get the whole crew together and get along to it uh tickets are available now on iticket i've got tickets um to catch this later in the week and i am looking forward to it it does feature um friend of the show and a free fm uh mel martin on stage host of the popular uh other arts podcast on free fm backstage with mel and mike so break a leg mel i can't wait to see you um Boon After Dark is back for 2022 with two installations lighting up the Hamilton CBD in Garden Place and on Victoria on the River right now until the 31st of July. They're up uh, 24-7 but are best viewed after dark. Highly recommend. They're pretty cool, pretty groovy. Um, Definitely the one on Victoria on the River is a good one if you fancy having a dance. Um, I won't say any (laughs) more. Don't want to spoil it. And um, last but definitely not least, uh, Matariki ki Waikato is underway and runs until the 17th of July. So we're in the last week for the Matariki ki Waikato Festival. Um, There are heaps of awesome uh, things happening as part of the festival and you can find out more and um, get along some events. A lot of them are free or koha and it's all very accessible. uh, So I highly recommend visiting Matariki waikato.nz um to find out more and get amongst it L- lots lots of stuff happening and honestly i wouldn't um have it any other way to be honest nothing uh warms you up in a wet wintry uh tron quite like cool creative um experiences and it's it's great to see that there's such a variety on but Now it really is uh, time for me to go this week. And so I'm going to play myself out with some Fleetwood Mac. And I know, I know I play a lot of Fleetwood Mac. I try and limit it. But I feel like this is fitting because I actually had the joy of um, seeing a really good Fleetwood Mac cover concert this weekend that's just been up in Auckland. And I know cover bands, but um, it was... Called Come Together Rumours. And it was basically a bunch of uh, New Zealand musicians covering Fleetwood Mac's Rumours album with a live band. And it was incredible. I honestly, and I've been to a few Fleetwood Mac cover shows in my time, but this tribute concert, it, it was great. And honestly, I've never seen so many people dancing in the aisles. And I've been to actual Fleetwood Mac. But um, thoroughly enjoyed myself there and uh, I was talking to my friends and family about how much fun I had at the concert and then uh, my sister Missy, friend of the show, is like oh I actually just recently discovered this um, demo from Fleetwood Mac and it's it's like it's a vibe, it's good and um, I'm like okay maybe I'll play it on That's the Ticket because I know I've definitely played all or if not most of the you know the classic Fleetwood Mac hit so I I like playing a demo uh so I'm gonna play uh out episode 99 with um planets of the universe a demo by Fleetwood Mac and it is definitely like demo b-side like there's we've got some talking at the end like you can tell like they just recorded it Last minute kind of styles, but um, I really vibe it. And uh, Missy, you've got great taste. But uh, I've been Hannah Mooney. This has been that's the ticket. Episode ninety nine, and I will be be back next Tuesday with episode a hundred. Matewa and stay safe out there, Fano.
5: planets of the universe go their way Not astounded by the sun and the moon By the day You and I will simply disappear out of sight But I'm afraid soon there'll be no light I will never love again the way I loved you You will never rule again the way you have ruled We will never change again the way we are changing You'll forget the chill of love, but not the strain You'll forget the chill of love, but not the strain It's only an overture, something that was best And don't condescend to me Take your leave, take your leave, take your leave of me Disappear through the air I wish you'd gone and I don't care you get that? It wasn't wonderful or anything, but at least it has the, I just wanted him to get that, you know, the the B thing.